Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my wonderful co-host Mozzie. Mozzie, how you doing? Oh, wonderful. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, been working a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, been hitting overtime like consistently. So, I mean, a lot of turnover at work. So, you gotta give those yelpers what they shifts. need. Exactly, man. Gotta give them what they need. I mean, if they yelp poorly about you, then <laughs> I mean. I feel like Yelp is more like most exclusively for people who are complaining about something. It is called Yelp after all. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sad puppy. Exactly. Yelp. <laughs> Billy like... fell down a well? No, this <laughs> pasta sucks. All right. <laughs> this drink had an eye in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to? <laughs> it's, it was Halloween, sir. It was. <laughs> I still didn't like it. One star. <laughs> One star. But um, tear it down. We need a Robert Irvine to come in and tell us how to run it. But <laughs> this, oh, before we get to football, um, <laughs> yeah, forget that other thing. Before we get to football, about. which is why we're here. Um, so <laughs> I we were randomly watching the Cooking Channel because we were in, like we were visiting one of our friends in Boston, and we were like in between like dinner and going back out that like you know hour time when you're like pre-gaming more or less and so put the cooking channel on and robert irvine and guy fieri had a show oh, it was called like guys grocery games yep guys yep, grocery triple games. g and so yeah this guy uh, robert I've irvine he was all over the cooking channel he has he has some other shit to remember what it's called but he wore that he wore the same shirt every episode of the show with guy fieri it's just like same tight navy blue shirt <laughs> and then he has his like lines of products there at kroger and at Kroger, when his picture's on his stuff, he's wearing that same way too tight exact- navy blue shirt. <laughs> he's like Peter Griffin. He just goes home and he has a closet full of the exact same blue shirt. Yeah, and it was like way too tight too. It was hilarious. Because <laughs> he he's like in good shape, but he's like trying way too hard to show it off. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but he has like protein bars. I'm like, well, will I get big like him? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you wear my shirts. <laughs> like is the shirt is the box of protein bars one protein bar and a shirt <laughs> that's all it is but um yes. anyway football yeah so you know slow part of the year we did get through like um OTAs and mini camps we got like, a little bit of stuff from that maybe a little bit of buzz but um training camps you know the big stuff that's coming up in, in July I believe so we'll have that and then um you know we really get you know a good beat on stuff um, injuries unfortunately happen, so we, you know get like clear pictures on things, you know. So, but for now, it's this is speculation season, which you know is fun. I think it's still fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, now is when like the stuff comes up that we're gonna wish we'd like pay more attention to, like when the season hits. Because we're gonna be like, oh, like this D, like this DK Metcalf hype was hype, but it was true, or like. Right. You know, stuff like that. Or like, oh, like, Kumara was Roger's guy. Like, we should have paid more attention to that. Just random stuff like that. Or, People hidden on waivers mm-hmm. might have even not even known their name in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, <clears throat> the hype like, around... <clears throat> me. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the hype around... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we were talking about Spencer Ware earlier. This guy, this guy didn't even realize he was on the Colts, which is... Yeah, yeah I had fair. absolutely no idea. I mean, I was like, wow, I think I forgot about that. <laughs> Or possibly never actually knew it in the first place. I've not heard him mentioned at all, so who knows. But 
And then, you know, guys like Mo Alleycox, you know, are having good, you know, good, oh, yeah. all a lot the of good reports. Those cocks. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all those cocks in the alley some Mo. Um, I hope he's just like a baller. I think so he's a cool person. dude. He seems like a cool dude. I've never met a person named Mo who wasn't chill. Mm-hmm. And like... I don't know with his last name. I feel like I just I feel like with his name, he's he has to have embraced some sort of like positive persona, right? Like yeah, my name is ridiculous. Whatever. But um, that would be my that would be how I would handle it. Like yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a funny name, but I take it all in stride. <laughs> but um, yeah. So today we're going to be talking mostly about. The Colts and Niners, we have, you know, a lot of intrigue with those two teams. Um, the, you know, the receiving groups are, you know, all a mess. The running back groups, we think we have an idea on the lead. But then after that, you know, crapshoot. Um, yep. Quarterbacks <laughs> are good in place. Tight ends are, you know, pretty in place. But Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, where do you want to start, though? Oh, I mean, wouldn't hurt to start with the quarterback I do, of course, want to talk about Jimmy G. He's mm-hmm. sort of a massive question mark. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think he'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> like, so. I, I, it's hard to say. He can't ever seem to play on the field, but you know, yeah. I guess I'm sort of just buying into the idea that he'll finally stay healthy this year. And I, what I've seen from him is pretty solid. I think they have a good offensive mind there. With Shanahan, I, if he does stay healthy, I, I'm pretty sure they'll find success. Yeah, because with him, like his see his bit of time there, um, I'm gonna look it up. But he like he played really well. It like looked good, had good you know passing yards stats. He just had like a really low touchdown percentage when he played those. Um, I can't. I guess I'll have to look at the you know career arc of him, whatever whichever year that was. Two years ago, right? Yeah, 2017. Two years ago. Yeah, you know, when he played those five games, he, you know, played well, just low touchdown percentage. I mean, it happens. Like, um, I mean, happens to everyone, man. Yeah. Happens to everyone. But, you know, 67% completion percentage. Um, yeah, you know, 4% touchdown percentage, or 3.9, I should say. Um, his, his yardage was solid. Um, 260 yards per game. 8.3, uh, sorry, what was it? Um, Oh, sorry, eight point eight yards gain per attempt. Like that's pretty solid. And they didn't like have much going for them like that year. QBR no, and their wide of, receiver group was a lot weaker. Yeah, QBR of eighty point seven, which is solid. So, and then um, started twenty eighteen. We only got like the two and a half games, and so I'm not really gonna dig into that too much. But their yeah. offensive line isn't bad, right? Um, I don't. You know, honestly, I don't think it's. I think it's middle of the pack as far as I remember, but yeah, because I mean, because last year, all, like, like the last year, I guess on Jimmy G, like, all we saw of him was bad game against Minnesota. I mean, okay, that's a tough defense. Um, up and down game against Detroit, and then he got hurt after starting well against Kansas City. So I'm gonna look up. I don't know if there's like any offensive line rankings or like. I'm pretty I, sure. I'm, I'm trying to find their actual alignment just to get <laughs> yeah. an actual like an idea mm-hmm. is that uh, what's his name staley right he's there yeah exactly so he's, I, know, I know he's good he's but... very good <laughs> so that you know helps 
But aside, from, yeah, I'm not too because there's a lot of there's been a lot of turnover. I think they're still like okay. Wesley Johnson, he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's no yeah. But okay, I'll, I'll look up how they ended last year because I, I had stuff on how that was going. But um, last year they were they were pretty solid at the end of last year. So I'm I'm just looking up football guys' offensive line rankings because they have people who dig through and rate all the offensive lines. So like I tr- I trust I trust them. So, but um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, as far as I remember, they have a lot of carryover from last year too. Who who was the, didn't they who did they draft last year on the line, the Niners? Oh, um, because uh, they got was it McGlinchey? Mike McGlinchey was that him? Yep, McGlinchey. Yeah, they got him last year first round. Because that's okay. what I wanted for the Raiders, but they got Colton Miller instead. So hmm. yeah, I mean, so their line is like good. I think they they have a lot of carryover from last year. So. That's you know helpful. Yeah, and they added a lot of pieces in free agency, especially to like the defense. They got D Ford. They got a uh, Quan Alexander. I mean, those two right there, are like immediate defensive boost. Yeah, I mean, so let's. I mean, not like to jump too far off of him, but like I mean, it's important. So the weapons he has. So they've uh-huh. got Pettis, Goodwin, Kittle, Coleman, McKinnon. I mean, even though I think he's all he'll be number one, he's still you know a good football player. Um, heard like they've got a lot of good, you know, weapons for him. Tons. I yeah, mean, he so has like, a weapon at every position mm-hmm. to throw to. Yeah, and so I'm also really intrigued with him and Marquise Goodwin. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I assume he'll be fine. Like we've seen that he's a good football player. Like he's a good quarterback. And now that he's going to have a, a healthy team around him and he'll be healthy. Like I, I, I'm just assuming he'll be pretty fine. Sorry. Odd, odd pro football reference. So his nicknames, Jimmy GQ, mm-hmm. um, great Garoppolo and Prince Aladdin. Wow. <laughs> Cause Jimmy GQ, that, that's an easy one. Yeah. It's a, a good one, but um, it's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if we're looking through like QB rankings, how would you have him? That's what I was just looking up, actually. I was looking at his ADP. Oh, yeah, I guess I can look I up I mean, ADP, I think if but... you could snag him in a late round, he'd be an absolute steal for your team. Yeah, because right now, I guess I can look up the ADP of him. Yeah, here we go. Um, sort by ADP. So he is going as the um, 23rd quarterback off the board. Yeah, I mean, if I, I got him at 23... And like use those other picks that I didn't waste on a quarterback, getting better team around. Now getting Jimmy G, I would mm-hmm. be very stoked. Yeah, he's he's going like just before the guys who could like definitely get benched. <laughs> That's amazing. Twenty third. Yeah, I'm look. I just I just pulled up uh, fantasy pros. Cause they, See, like... I like to do things boom or bust. That's something that interests me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me see if this is like a better shot at this here. Um, okay, this has him as let's see, yeah, twenty third. So yeah, he's the twenty third quarterback going off the board in drafts right now, which is nuts. Like I get we haven't seen much of him, but like he's going just before Nick Foles. What? Yeah, so Nick <laughs> Foles is twenty four. Oh my god, he's going one before Nick Foles. Yeah, Josh Allen's going before, before him. Ugh. 
Please don't I, draft Nick Foles. Yeah, I get Josh Allen going go before him, just because he can run a lot. To be fair though, like there's a lot of really like interesting quarterbacks like for fantasy this year because the agree. guy the guys ahead of him. So Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Dak, Lamar, Mitch, Kirk, like. I understand, like, all those guys going before him, though. So, like, it's, it's going to have to fall a certain way. And I guess the uncertainty, you know, makes him fall more. And he doesn't, like, run. So. Trying to read something here on uh, Tevin Coleman's pass blocking. I couldn't tell you a whole lot. I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, he's been a Shanahan guy. Like, he's been in pass-heavy offenses. So, I imagine he's. Yeah, and he put on a little bit of weight, too, to bulk up for it. Yeah, I, I am I like Coleman, I guess, but um um I guess other quarterback we can let me stay on the Niners. We can move to the weapons now. So Yeah, we can yeah, we can just go through the Niners mm-hmm. now if you want. So I mean Jimmy G, I mean twenty third, like when you say twenty three it does sound low, but when you read through everyone it's like okay, like there's a big group of guys who are all about the same. But um oh yeah, yeah. After, after Jimmy G <laughs> Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. Um right. I don't know if both of them stay on the roster, but you know. Anyway, so they have to keep them just in case. Yeah, but um, I guess we'll do running back because the 49ers running back room is crowded. Very good yeah. lord. So, so I guess we'll kind of run it back. So last year, McKinnon was the guy they paid him. Um, everyone you know was excited for him, and he got hurt. And then you know shit fell apart. Alfred Morris was relevant. I mean that's that's that says it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's dropping like flies out there. Yeah, they all like all the running backs got hurt constantly. So this year they've got most of those guys and Tevin Coleman. And Tevin Coleman. Yeah. So I mean, obviously they weren't totally happy with what they had because they brought someone in. I mean, okay, the the Tevin Coleman with Kyle Shanahan reunion has been talked about forever. Yeah, we've been waiting for it ourselves because we've both agreed that Tevin Coleman could be a lead back. Mm-hmm. So, looking at the contract, so like, Jared McKinnon, it was an awful contract. Like, we, I think we both lamented this contract a lot, right, when it first happened. What, to the Falcons? I know, no, the McKinnon contract. Oh, God, We're yeah. both like, how the hell did he get that much? But, um... I Yeah, I have no faith in Jared McKinnon. Yeah, so after, like, they have, after this year, like, they have more of an out like the dead cap starts decreasing by two million it's, so it's six million each like this year and then it's four then two so i mean he's still under contract through 2021 yep but he's also a 27 year old running back so you know whatever Tevin coleman's 26 um he's only on a two-year deal this is his only like really guaranteed year is this year but i mean where, I, where, so where do you stand on this because I, I i am on i'm on coleman Hundred percent, not on Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> I, I think if I had to pick like Coleman, I think like well, if I had to pick one, I would pick Coleman. But I also do like Matt Burita, kind of just as like a secondary, his secondary guy. I don't. I think they'll keep him involved if they can. But yeah, I'm. There's a lot of people that are trying to get McKinnon in leagues and draft him, and I don't. Yeah, so let me so let me bring up from last year, almost exactly a year ago, we took we took some stands. Okay. I, my, my positive stand was Robbie Anderson. That was you know hit or miss. Um, mm-hmm. it it ended well. My negative was McKinnon. So he got hurt. He got hurt. 
I, I had a brief thing on him getting hurt a little bit. But my main thing was he couldn't beat out Matt Asiata or Latavius Murray. Yep. Um, in Minnesota, he averaged, um, let's see, about the same yards per carry as Asiata and Latavius Murray. Um, Jeez. So, and then this, so in 2017, I believe I'm looking at, yeah, in 2017, um, after their bye, the Vikings rushed for 100 yards in every game, and Murray, I touched McKinnon every game, and he got twice as many red zone looks as McKinnon. Um, so, I mean, McKinnon's not getting a ton of red zone looks throughout his career. I'll have to look at, um, actually, he's hurt last year. Why would he? He's exactly. undersized. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always vastly disappointed every time he took the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he can't be become a better football player, but like, so like in 2016, I was just going to back a bit, but Matt Asiata um, had 21 touches inside the five, and Ken had a four. Like, yep. I mean, it's I mean, and Matt Asiata is he out of the league now? I'm pretty sure. Like, so, like, I just don't think he's that great. Like, regardless of health or not, like, I have been on record saying I don't think McKinnon's like. I mean, is he a freak athlete? Yes. Did he kind of put it together a little more? Yes. But, like, Tevin Coleman's a way better running back. Like, I just – so, like, I in, stand by – every McKinnon. way. Yeah, I just stand by McKinnon just not being that great. So, yeah, I mean, if you yeah. can't beat out Matt Asiata. He just, like, he just was, I don't know, not that impressive. He, there were tons of games where he was, like, named the starting running back. And he just always kind of disappointed. It wasn't. It just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And like, will there be? Games? It wasn't terrible. Yeah, and like, I there, I think there could definitely be games where Jared McKinnon you know, is useful this year, but it's not like he's gonna. I don't. He's not gonna be a workhorse. No. Like he hasn't ever been that, and I'll, he, I don't think he will be that. Like, I mean, could he be like a one B type of thing? I think. I think best case scenario is like a one B. I just I, like I, I, for, I just can't really even envision him really playing much. Mm-hmm. I I mean it's not like he shouldn't, but I could see him getting traded if he's healthy or just kind of getting cut next year. Yeah, he's <laughs> so two hundred two touches between like carries and receptions. That's his max in his, in his career in a season. Yeah. Uh, Coleman's is actually right around there. Yeah, they've they both have had about the same like max touches. Yeah, but what like what's the uh well Coleman was also always Devontae. Yeah, handcuffed. that's the thing though. Like he's always been, you know, Devontae's one B. But and, and Devontae like, got hurt, but then when Devontae would get hurt, Tevin Coleman would do pretty well. Yeah, like he he became <laughs> so last year, I mean he, he admittedly did kind of underwhelm at some points last year. Um, like when Freeman was out, but to be fair, the Falcons were kind of eh last year. Mm-hmm. But like he's a, I mean he's a talented running back. Like I don't think, I don't think anyone's gonna tell you Tevin Coleman's bad. Your line was really bad too. Yeah. No I offense. Mean, I mean they, yeah they drafted two in the <coughs> <Yeah>. first round. <laughs> so it's I mean, great. Really, but um, yeah. So la- I mean, in last year he averaged. He he was at four point eight per attempt last year rushing, and then eight point six um, per reception. So I mean, 
he he's a he's a playmaker, as we'd like to say here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I kind of just went back over my McKinnon diatribe, but yeah, I remember also being like, I kind of wanted to say McKinnon too for this, but I totally get it. Oh, like <laughs> you, you, you like you were thinking right, like to pick him too is like the not going to do well uh, this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, like, I could end up being totally wrong, but, like, I don't think I will be. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, it's just, like, why would they sign Tevin Coleman if they're not going to use him a ton? Like, if if they're okay, like, if they didn't want to feature a guy, why bring in a guy who... So, on top of everything you had last year, why bring in a guy who's been with Shanahan before and been successful with Shanahan before? Like, if you're happy with Brita and McKinnon and Moster and Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. And they have tons of running backs. Mm-hmm. Like it just sounds like they're not particularly thrilled with any of them. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. What has Coleman like had injury issues ever? I know everyone misses a couple of games every so often, but he. I think he's been mostly healthy his career. I honestly can't like. I think really maybe in like 2016 he missed a couple of games, but I mean, I mean, he's a running back, but I don't think he's missed like big chunks of seasons ever. So. No, I don't think so either. So, I mean, I think we're, te- we're Team Coleman, it sounds like. Team Coleman, for sure. Okay. Like I said, I traded for it. My recent trade was O.J. Howard and Corey Davis for um, a 2022nd, which will, I believe will be a very... Oh, that was from Aiden, so a decent one. That's probably like a middle-late 22nd. And then, um, so I, tra- yeah, I traded... Corey Davis, OJ Howard for the 22nd, DK Metcalf, and Tevin Coleman. So, and some people would definitely take the OJ Corey side, but I. Yeah, I mean, I can see the benefit in that too. I'd be very high on OJ Howard this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see why too for him, but as it ended up getting hurt, so he was expendable. But. Right. I I like Coleman a lot this year. I'd be. I don't want to be like, take him over Damian Williams. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying like. The reasons people are taking Damian Williams is like mm-hmm. Shanahan backs like that's they're good. Mm. So yeah, they are. Yeah, so like if he like, ends pretty up pretty consistently. Being, yeah, if he ends up being like the guy, then because who was he? Um, trying to look at his like previous coaching. Because wasn't he the OC when like Steve Slayton was popping off and like the original Alfred Morris years? So like he like and he has his guys too. So like he brought Alfred Morris. Um, I'm sorry about that. That was a loud noise there. Um, he brought in Alfred Morris. Um, like back to be the San Francisco guys because they had that Washington connection. So, huh? I actually never even thought about that. Yeah, it was like one of the big things people were like, "Oh hey, like his guy." Yeah, I mean, his name was definitely getting thrown around a lot a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, quieted down a little bit, but this is the gear, baby. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Steve made Steve Slayton, and I mean, then he got you know. I mean, let me just look at his. Yeah, yeah, that year in Washington, they were like the best rushing offense, twenty twelve. So, twenty sixteen, they were a great rushing offense at Atlanta. Like he, he can produce good fancy running backs. So. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I and I'm I'm putting my horse on on him. So, 
so receivers. Um, so I'm gonna be fucking honest. Like I got no clue. Like how to receive. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I like Dante Pettis. He's good. And yes, like, if they... I think that's the first one. Yeah, we, I what? agree. I do like Dante Pettis. Here's the thing, though. They like if they wouldn't have drafted Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd, I would have been a lot more excited about Dante Pettis. But like, well, that's gonna be their three, I think. Eventually. I mean, I don't. I so I might be alone here. I don't think Marquise Goodwin just goes away. Because okay, it's it's tough. Tar- like... Target leader is Kittle. Right, I mean that's that's yeah for sure. One. After that, like, it's a crapshoot. Yes, because like Pettis could be number two, but you know, Coleman could also be really close. Marquis Goto could also be really close. Like, there's not really any guarantee. It could be a thing where like you have one guy who's like you're pretty sure of, and everyone else is gonna get like 80, 90 targets, and that's about it. Which you know, it's not it's not awful, but like he'll be useful. For, like. I think it's the thing where like, there's going to be a lot of usable fantasy assets throughout the season. It's just going to be hard to predict them week to week. Yeah, and when they'll be uh-huh. good and when they'll be more prominent. I have to say, I do like Dante Pettis. Yeah, and second, I was... second year. Like, I, and I think he showed what you want to see out of a first year mm-hmm. receiver. Yeah, and I, I I was really high on him going into the draft last you year. You were. Uh, yeah, so, I, like, I, that I do think he's good. I, he's really talented. He was one of like my top three three guys. I think I had the guy. I think I had like him, Ridley, and more as my top three. But um, yeah. So like I did trade him away, and I was like, oh, I wish I still had him. But like I'm also like, well, there's a lot of mouth to feed there because a lot like, with all the weapons being there, like mm-hmm. I know, like I don't, I don't think he's gonna be like a thousand yard receiver or anything. But uh yeah, I don't either. But I could see him getting, I'm going to say 800. Yeah, like, like 808 or something. Yeah. doable. But um, I do, like, I love Marquis Goodwin. We've talked about him a lot on the show. I just, I, I don't know. He, I, I Like, I could see him leaving to a different team. Yeah, I don't, future. I admittedly don't know, like, how much he has left, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's dealt with, you know, like, cancer stuff on and on. If, like, he has something that takes away a speed... He could be one of those guys who just becomes like, so which we hate to see. Yeah, because we love him. Yeah, it's okay, Marquise. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, like I'm looking at like, cause so he and Jimmy Garoppolo had like good chemistry is what I'm looking back at, and that's why I'm like not ready to just fully give up on him. So 2017, I think it was like the Seattle game. So um, so Chicago was the last. Yeah, like the last five games is when uh, Jimmy came in. And so the tar- – so, I mean, I know there, there weren't a ton of people there. Like there was no, no weapons really. So, like that's part of why I got a ton of targets. But so there was eight targets, 12 targets, 13, 6, and 4, which I mean four in the last game. It doesn't really – that's the last game. But he had 99 yards, 106 yards, 114 yards. I mean, like – and he, he had a 50% or higher uh, catch rate. <coughs> And all four, like, or, so yeah, and all five of those last games with Jimmy G. And for someone like Marquise Goodwin to have, like, a 50% cash rate and above with Jimmy, like, with someone, I feel like is impressive. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, that's just, I mean, that feels like some good chemistry. And then 2018, um, I think he was mostly hurt. I don't remember how that all exactly started for him, but he was hurt on and off a lot last year anyway. Yeah. So. 
But, Which is uh, definitely a big concern with him. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he might have had a couple of concussions. I'm not positive, but he has all the lot of hammy stuff. Uh, I do also like really like Debo Samuel. Yeah, you like dealt. What what was your trade for Debo? You made in Dynasty. Uh, can I go look it up really quick? Probably, but like you like sent like a very like a like what I would consider like a strong pay for Debo Samuel. Definitely. But that's because I'm taking a gamble on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he is super good. And, like, Jalen Hurd's pretty good, too. Like, I think he's underrated. Oh, it should be under the trades. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the old ones. Last 100 days. Show me the last 30 days. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I think I waited that long trades. to get Give Debo. Give me the trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, I don't know how I want to do it next year, but, like, we, we had our uh, – draft like right after the uh pretty much shortly after the nfl draft happened ah uh, yeah so i gave up ty and uh one of my so i had two first rounders next year so i gave up one of my next year's first round picks in ty and i got debo as well as julian edelman gotcha. which i didn't care much for edelman but now that i have him i'm like actually he's gonna be good for me for another two years yeah he's super consistent and they extended him so but i mean yep. yeah, that that I mean that's you gave up ty Edelman a first for edelman and debo that's you know some people would definitely rather the ty side that. Oh, for I sure, and like would. I, it was hard for me to do it because Ty is yeah, literally one of my yeah. favorite. Yeah, he's one of my favorite receivers. But yeah, Debo but he's getting good. older. I wanted to get younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, guys, there's a lot of good talent there. I mean, Jalen Hurd is good, of course. It's where you can talk about Jordan Matthews, but then like Trent Taylor and Richie James are very capable slot receivers. Mm-hmm. If Debo though does take over slot, like main slot. <laughs> Like, I think he will actually see fantasy production mm-hmm. this year. And he that's could like, be, like, Juju-esque. Like, like, putting him in a Juju-style role makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I took a gamble on him. Mm-hmm. I put my money where my mouth was. I want Debo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, I was looking at the Marquis Goto thing. He had a 67% catch rate in total over those last five games with Jimmy G during 2017. So. Much better. Yeah, I mean, 67. so that's... Yeah, and that's really, really, really good for like a deep ball guy. So, I, mean, sure. I like, there is like, there is chemistry there, and I think it's worth you know at least like remembering it was a thing. And, like <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to be like a huge threat, but like is he's going to get targets for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously Jordan Matthews is kind of just put in there because it's funny, but. <laughs> Then, yeah, yeah, between, uh... yeah, I mean, Richie James, is, I think, sticks around more than Trent Taylor. But, like, they, they're both capable slot guys. And then, of course, there's George Kittle. He's really good. Yep. He's in that <laughs> tier with Kelsey and Ertz. Well, actually, I'm going to say Kelsey's probably in his own tier. And then Ertz and Kittle are in their tier. Kittle's together. right there with him, man. He yeah, is super he's, good. Because he's so young, yeah. And then Caden Smith is the rookie who's probably, I guess, his backup. But... Yeah, Very I'm not raw. sure. I uh, played out of Stanford. I was actually mm-hmm. kind of high on him coming out of the draft. Yeah, he's he's good. Just you know, as a lot of tight ends are raw. So there were so many tight ends in yeah, this dude. draft. But I think some good ones fell pretty far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, when the Bengals took a extra lineman <laughs> tight end in the second, it kind of pushed things back a bit. Yeah, true sample. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we can we'll talk about the Bengals at some other point. But I think that bodes well for Mixon. But anyway. Um, True. 
I mean, the Niners, like, what what's their, let me see what their total, like, their implied win total, or, like, that Vegas is giving this year. They're giving, um, eight, yeah, eight, that's what the Vegas is putting them out. I think that's, that's fair. It's probably pretty accurate. Eight and eight. Eight and eight for the Niners. Yeah, actually, that's pretty close to what I think my predictions are. I mean, we can, like, <coughs> we, I mean, we could, we could just, like, go through and be like, okay, what do we think so, um, at the Bucks, I think they can win that. Let me pull up their schedule. Yeah. See, I'm just going through the regular season. Like, we, we just go through it and be like, all right. Because, like, it, the the team being good matters, like. Yeah, so they got the Bucks in Tampa. I think they, like, I'll just say, like, how many, like, are definitely, like, winnable or doable for sure. Like, yeah. I, I guess gut calls right now, because, I mean, there's a lot more to look into and wait for, but. I would say they could beat the Bucks. They can beat mm-hmm. the Bengals. I'd probably say the Steelers would beat them. Browns is going to yeah, be close. Yeah, it's tough, though, because it's in California. Yeah. <laughs> and it's early season on the road, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this first four, Niners, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. I mean, they, I think they go two and two through that, probably. Okay. I would say they'll lose to the Rams at the Rams. I assume they beat the Redskins, three and mm-hmm. three. Panthers come to town, loss. Yeah, up. and they. I'd, I would say they beat the night or beat the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. For sure. So four and four, right? Yeah, and then Seahawks and Cardinals again. So I would say another one and one there. Yeah, five around. and five. Packers. Packers at the. I'll give that to the Packers personally. That's close. And then like at the Ravens, I would say it would be a, like a hard one to win. That's a tough game. Yeah. So for me, that would put them at six and six. Yeah, if if we give them, if we give Niners the Packers game, then that's six and six. But and we then, can uh, have a little, you know, disparaging on the opinion. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, but if you say Packers, and that puts you at what five and seven for them. The, the Packers win, yeah. Yeah, and then stand with Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks, which is a very tough ending. Like that, any like they could literally end, you know, five and eleven. If they, there's all go poorly, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Saints. Yeah, I don't Oof. think they will lose all of those games, but like, I think I think they had they they do have like a five win floor if we're looking at it this way. I would say, like, they could be pretty bad. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, they I don't, could. I don't. I don't think they will be. No, like I said, I don't think there's any team this year that goes below five wins except for possibly like the dolphins <laughs> yeah but which is they're in full rebuild mode and they're basically the only team that is mm-hmm. like in a full rebuild season yeah so like looking at yeah the, the dolphins i pretty much more or less admitted to it but um so yeah niners looking at them there's five that we agree they can definitely win and then a lot of other ones that are you know gonna be toss-ups but so i mean that's not they don't have an easy schedule dude that's rough they do not like, like. Good lord, they have to end the season so strong. Yeah, that's a bad Ravens. Ending, dude. Ravens in Baltimore, Saints in New Orleans, then Falcons, Rams at home, and on the road in Seattle to end it. Man, that sucks. Yeah, Keep that's that in mind. really tough. Like, 
<laughs> I could easily by. see the like headline for this team after the season being like, good team faces terrible schedule oh, yeah. and we'll be back next year. Yeah. <laughs> for what it's worth, though, Bucks and Bengals, those are two like really beatable defenses, though, to start the year. Yes. So, And I legitimately think they could beat the Steelers at home. It, like... I mean, the 425 game, Ben in California, like th- those are the games where he just fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like we have no clue what the Browns will be. So, also those first true. four games, they could win all of them. Who knows? But, mm-hmm. so, or it could be two and two, like, I mean, like I said. But they started the season with, like, the Bucks and the Bengals, who, barring some crazy miracles, will still have bad secondaries. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> And they the Bucks just lost Gerald McCoy, so they did. And they, they got, got Bruce Arians, though. Yeah, didn't they? Did they bring in Sue? They did. I would have. Okay, I would have so Jimmy G's going to get hurt week one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scratch all <of> this, <laughs> Nick Mullins. <laughs> Medium Dick Nick was. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right. So for, I mean, 49ers, I think. I mean, their offense is going to be productive. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Agreed. I'm like comfortable putting them in like the just below like good team category. Yeah. I mean, yeah, eight, eight wins is a you know, yeah yeah fine prediction. But um, yeah, I think they'll be. I mean, it's they're they're gonna be hard to predict. But like, I feel the one thing I feel confident about for sure is Tevin Coleman. Like, I'll I'll put something on that. I don't know, but their defense has to have been improved too. I'll look into the drafted, but um, and sign. I don't remember who all they signed, so I've had to look back through it. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some prop bets on Tevin Coleman and put my money where my mouth is on that. Well, like, see, they have Nick Bosa. They just drafted. Yeah, that's right. Like, DeForest they... Buckner and D Ford on the line. Mm-hmm. Then they got Quan Alexander. Oh yeah, it's a huge one. Actually, I forgot they got him. Then they also got Sh- Richard Sherman with uh, Jar- they got him last year. Whiskey right? Tart is that it? Right, Tart. Let's say whiskey tart. Chiquiski. <laughs> and uh, what are you Jimmy drinking? Ward. Just, just, just whiskey. And they also signed Jason Verrett. So they so like they, yeah. they made some moves. Chiquiski. That's a name. What's his last name? Tart. I never actually really knew his first name. I just always knew Tart. Like, I always was like, ah, Tart made the play. Oh, cool. He's a cool safety. Chiquiski Tart. <laughs> that sounds like a drink. <laughs> Instead of a whiskey sour, it's a Jaquiski tart. <laughs> that sounds great. Throw well, me one of them. What, tarts. You, what you do is you go down Cantavia Street and get a Jaquiski tart. Mm. You think it's bubbly? It sounds like it's a little bubbly and sour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have some great names. Cantavia Street is a great name, and then yeah, Jaquiski tart. So that's. I mean, some sports names are great, huh? They're tr- sports they really names are, are just really thing, great. Let's just like take a moment to appreciate that because we have, because we have uh, moving on to the Colts, we have Mo Ali Cox, and that's we just have a, Mo Ali that's Cox. just the goat name right there. But um, so Mo Ali Cox. the Colts. Um, so right now Vegas has them at ten wins projected, which is for Vegas is a strong total. Mm-hmm. Like there's only there's one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven teams they project for double digit wins. So, so man, that's a strong endorsement. I have them personally at eleven and five. Yeah, I, I mean, 
we, we want to go through them at the end we can but like i like i think they are a like sleeper super bowl level team like they're really good yeah man i'm i'm actually getting sick of like hearing people talk that like luck isn't that good no yeah luck is amazing luck's fucking amazing i mean he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league yeah he like flew like they like flew under the radar last year in general the which is hard day. to believe because yeah. he was carrying the team pretty well yeah, so and they didn't year, have a defense it was let's just go through it so they were 10 and 6 he mm-hmm. passed 640 times 67 percent completion percentage 4600 yards 39 touchdowns 15 interceptions how many touchdowns uh 39 39 that yeah. is damn good it's a lot of touchdowns that is uh, a lot only got like it only got overshadowed just because um patrick mahomes is going nuts um no really i mean it really did yeah six percent uh touchdown percentage um which his career is 5.2 so i mean his, his career like you know overachiever in that department 67 percent completion like that's yeah he pretty was dang good. nuts last year like he was balling like we were so ecstatic to have him on that one dynasty team. Oh my together. god, I know. So, yeah, he was good. Seventy-one point five QBR. I mean, um, I'll look. I'll check his rushing stats. He does rush a little bit. He's thick. Yeah, because he's big. He's a big boy. We, we discussed about having him in a fight, but because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know he would take the smart approach first. But then, if you needed to, he could also beat the ever loving shit out mm-hmm. of someone and take a few hits. I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, I'm rushing. Okay, here we go. He'd say he apologized for it as he's doing it. (laughs) Yeah, so he didn't get any rushing touchdowns last year. But, um, which, I mean, it makes sense. He's probably trying to protect his shoulder. But, I mean, he's had 5, 4, 3, 0, 2, 0. So, I mean, he is, like, able to sneak in and get some. Get some. Yeah. And he can take a licking and he just gets up. Yeah. Like I said, I imagine last year that, like, Andrew... Your shoulder. Don't run a ton, okay? Like, <laughs> please. Because his yards per attempt was like way. Because he usually was like he's been around five, and so he's, he was like near three last year. So he wasn't like running nearly as much last year, which makes sense. I imagine they wanted to be careful. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's really good. Their line is really good. The line, the line was amazing last year. Let's just like re- recall that. Yep. The line they didn't even was... have to draft many linemen in this one because it mm-hmm. was so good last year. And they like two years ago, they had the worst line in the league almost. Yeah, Nelson. yeah, Ryan Kelly's a huge part of that team, like having a good line. And then um, it's you know they 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 made Marlon Mack look incredible. Hmm. They did. And like not that he's a scrub, but yeah. No, but yeah, they did. They really did make him look yeah, good. Like, and they, they had a good offseason and draft, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defense got way better. But like, they got uh, Justin Houston. So I think that's a really instant fix for their pass mm-hmm. rush, which was not actually awful last year. It was just very average. So the, adding the him Colts to that. Were intri- like they were like their defense was just weird last year. I didn't know what to think of it. They could get some a decent like pressure and sacks, but their corners were dreadful. Yeah. But, um, it's better. Right? They got Rocky Sin. <laughs> Another great name. Um, Another great name. But yeah, so Andrew Luck, yeah, like he 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 and Ty, how is he had a great connection? And there's a, there's a lot of other weapons there this year. So um, 
Luck's kind of a lot of people to throw to, a lot of talent behind him. And, you know, if he does, for some reason, go out, Brissett's his backup. Um, and there's, of course, Swag Kelly is still there. Um, he's he's there. He's in their quarterback room, just to you know, throw that out there. Um, he's just uh, hanging out. Just, yeah, you know, just waiting. Yeah, yeah he's, he's there. Yeah. Like, oh, Andrew, how's your shoulder? Huh? It's good. Good. Cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him on my dynasty team like regardless. Like I know it's like a waste of a roster but at this point probably. Yeah. But like I I'm I'm committed. I'm too committed. So I, I can't I can't go back now. <laughs> can't, yeah, exactly. You're too far in. Mm-hmm. There's no going back at this point. But <laughs> yeah, so I I'm super hot on Andrew like this year. Um what's his ADP? Let me find it. Um so yeah, he's he's the second quarterback off the board right now. Andrew yes, Luck. Yes, Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, Watson. Wow. So yeah, Luck going before Rogers and Watson is impressive. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, fuck. If I had the chance to get Luck, I probably would yeah, too. I, I, he, Rogers, and Watson. Like, I mean, they're all kind of the same to me, fantasy wise. Yeah, exactly. I think you could take any of them and be pretty solid. Put, I think I would maybe just put Rogers ahead of them just because of he's Aaron fucking Rogers. Like, I don't. <laughs> Is that fair to say? <laughs> yes, it is like, fair to say. He's pretty much like last year was one of his worst years, and he's still at QB five, right? Like, yep. As long as he like, it was his worst year, I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's pretty much always like the top in the top two. So, but hey, yeah. people sleeping on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, he was like like early in the offseason. He was going like like after Luck and Watson, but. Okay, Baker Mayfield's the fifth quarterback off the board, and listen, I know the Browns are fun, but that's a little much. It's absurd. Yeah. Like, come on. So it's what? It's uh, Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, Watson, Watson Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah. Not would you Russell take Wilson. Ba- yeah, not exactly. Cam Newton. Mayfield. <laughs> I was going to say, would you take Baker Mayfield before Cam Newton? No. <laughs> Me neither. I'll, like, I'll take Russell Wilson over him. And at that point, he, like, after, I think after you get those six out of the way you can really make an argument for anybody yeah who's after that because okay so there's luck so there's mahomes luck rogers watson mayfield then it has matt ryan russell wilson breeze wentz newton see i would rather have matt ryan than baker mayfield as well but i think like, so too matt ryan was one of the fucking they had one of the best scoring offenses last year yeah and all the line is going to be a lot better this year so <laughs> way better. i think there's gonna be a better team their defense won't be decimated know, the hospital yeah. uh-huh. any longer but um yeah so but yeah, there's a lot of fun quarterback options this year but so i think baker mayfield at five or at the fifth as the fifth quarterback is a little bit of a reach probably yeah i mean you could i you could still win your fantasy league with baker mayfield as your quarterback but don't take him as the fifth guy in yeah because the okay they've they've got a lot of weapons which we'll, we'll, i will hit the browns at some point but they've got um <clears throat> you know odell jarvis callaway and joku chubb for now do johnson and they will stream hunt like they've got a lot of guys there but you know it's his second year. Cleveland sports. Yeah, it's also the Browns. Remember who we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, can, let's see, uh, like the product. I want to like, yeah. It. I want to see it a little bit more. I, I just, you know, I gotta see more. <laughs> right, and I'm sure Baker is happy to prove it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Baker <laughs> would love to show me how good he is. Yeah, please do. I like. I don't. I hope he does. Yeah. That's just like I am. 
a little just hesitant to just buy into all of the hype on yeah. it just right now. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, back to the Colts. Um, Andrew looks <laughs> yes. really good. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> yeah. So the running backs. So it's it's still Marlon Mack as long as he's healthy. Like if he's healthy, he's the guy. And then Naheem Hines gets you know some passing work. I don't think there's I don't think there's as much you know ambiguity here. Um, I've seen like some reports that like Jordan Wilkins may end up like not making the fifty three. I've heard wow. literally I've heard literally nothing about Spencer Ware. So like I don't blame you for not realizing he's there. So like I think their running back situation is about the same. Um, I still stand by Marlon Max. Just you know, he's like he's he's just good. He's like just decent, whatever. Like he's above replacement level, but not by like a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah, they could replace him with someone else. Yeah, like I think Jordan Wilkins would be just as fine. Like he would do just as well as Marlon Mack in that role. So like I don't think he, I don't think Marlon Mack per se matters that much. Um, yeah, he's more of a product of the offense and the system around him. Yeah, what you're saying mostly, right? Because what what has he done before this year? Well, I mean, he was a rookie the year before, right? Was he? I Pretty young. Was, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was. So, I mean, it was just a second year. So, like, I could end up being wrong just because, like, my evaluation on him is what I saw college and rookie year. And even some last year, I still think he left some on the table there. Mm-hmm. But, like I said... He it, had some really good plays that were fun to watch. Yeah, but like I said, we Damian Williams was fucking bonkers last year. So, like, you don't have to be that great if you have a good team. Yeah, having a good O-line really, really helps. Mm, yeah, but yeah, he, like, he had a 1,000 yards from scrimmage last year. And he didn't even play the whole year. So, I mean, the line helps. I, I, w- I really want to see the yards per contact. but Because um, he averaged 4.7 yards per carry. I would love to see like what the like yards before contact were. Yeah. I'm sure someone will put it up. I remember reading the one on Todd Gurley the year before. Basically said every time he gets the ball, he has an extra three and a half yards. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. And like, and then he did a lot after it too, yeah. which is why he was a superstar. It was just like every play, his line was giving him three yards of, of offense. Yeah, it's like you get a first down just handing it to Todd Gurley three times. <laughs> but cause yeah, like I was like one of the reasons I love Nick Chubb is because of how much he like creates. Like, of course, I got to bring Nick Chubb into it. But like, of course, like like every stat showed him as like the most elusive, the guy who creates the most on his own, the guy who breaks the most, this, this, that. And then, like, I, I, I don't... I guess I can look it up at some point. I won't bore everyone trying to find it now. But, like, looking up Marlon Mack stats of, like, how much does he create and how much is created for him, like, I bet there's a huge difference. But... Mm-hmm. So, I, I, oh, I just had to find reasons to rave about Nick Chubb over and over, you know. Had to bring it's it fine. Like, I mean, it's not, a, it's not an episode if I'm talking about Nick Chubb, right? Of course. Yeah. Your love has permeated everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, anyway, so looking at ADPs, um, Marlon Max going at the 16th running back off the board. Okay, I, th- I think Where it's a fair you? spot. So like ahead of him, because ahead of him we have Mixon, Cook, Chubb, Damian Williams, Fournette, Freeman, and then Mac. And then we have Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Carryon, Michelle, Lindsey Ingram. So like. He's right yeah, before the people fair. who are questionable. So, like, it's a very fair spot to take him. For me, I'd rather easily have Aaron Jones, but that's me. I think I would rather have Jones and Jacobs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. He same and Derrick for... Henry are pretty even for me. And then after that, I think that's where I'll be like, okay, Mac or carry on. Like, oh, I mean, Michelle, oh, it's like, you know. So, I mean, there's like that group there. But to like, I think I would definitely 100% have Freeman over Mac for sure. At least I do. But Devontae that, Freeman yeah. over Marlon Mack. Yeah. For that group of Mac, Jones, Henry, Jacobs, carry on, Michelle. Like, I think that's all like a group. It's just like a take your preference thing. So I think he's he's going in a fair spot. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, uh, let me go back to where's Tevin Coleman going? Let me see. So Tevin Coleman's going um, RB thirty, which I think is very fair. He's going after Darius Geis and James White. James White's pretty good. Oh, this, oh, this. Let me pull a happy PR. I guess I should make it more fair. But um, yeah, Tevin. So in half PBR, um. Other guys get booted up, boosted up. So Tevin Coleman's going like around Lamar Miller and Jordan Howard. Wow, like that's who his sandwich. Interesting. I would most, I would definitely rather have Coleman over Lamar Miller. That's just my opinion. Yeah, for sure. So I think he's definitely like, especially for his upside. I think he's going pretty low. Personally, I don't know. I actually think Jordan going. Howard's a pretty good like. I begrudgingly am okay with Jordan Howard this year. I hate it so much. No, yeah, I think that's a pretty good like equivalent of Tevin Coleman like in terms of fantasy value. I'm like doing little maths in my head. Yeah, I think because there's plenty of guys. I think I think like Philip Lindsay. I think he's being overdrafted. Like Kenny Drake's being overdrafted. Darius guys being overdrafted. Like true. Plenty of guys being overdrafted. McKinnon is going as RB thirty seven. Too high. He's not. He's not much behind, because so he's around Latavius Murray and Royce Freeman. So fair, but I think I'd rather those two over him. I mean, yeah, I would rather have. He's going Tevin ahead over Royce Freeman, probably. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk about McKinnon there. Yeah, I know, but I'm just like thinking in my head, like at yeah. 37, like, and then. Yeah, because so so I'll I'll start at. Murray, so it's at 36, there's Murray, 37 is McKinnon, and then Royce, McCoy, Rojo, Hyde, AP, Henderson. Something okay. okay. I mean, some the, some of those guys definitely intrigue me. Meanwhile, I have like no interest in McKinnon. I may just be biased, I don't know, but. No, I mean. I'd rather have. So, the guys after McKinnon, I'd rather have Freeman and Rojo and Henderson. Agreed. Who else was on it? Um, there was also McCoy. Uh, Eh, no. Hyde, maybe. AP, eh. Hyde's a flat, like an interesting option. That... Yeah. I mean, like, okay, let's be realistic. Like, how much different are Hyde and McKinnon in terms of, like, value? Like, we're looking at situations where, like, Coleman, I mean, like, I like Coleman more than McKinnon. I think he's the guy here. But, like, I mean, I, I have no, like, I don't have a lot to go off of, per se, as far as being like, oh, we know he's entrenched. Like, Damian Williams, he had, like, some success at the end of last year, but, like, I don't have much to go off of. Like I think, and it's a super good offense. So like, I think I would take the Hyde flyer over the McKinnon flyer. Honestly, I absolutely because I think McKinnon the gap between Damian and Hyde may even be like a negative gap. Like, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like I'm positive Tevin Coleman's better than McKinnon, but it's yeah it's i mean the hide reports have been not great but he's yeah, good. I've, heard, I've heard i've heard that the coaches there like him but well, that's good i had heard he was like in danger of being cut uh, i don't i have no clue but that was I, a while that was a that. while ago yours might be more recent yeah that was uh, probably a month ago you know i'm so much shit comes up this time of year but um anyway yeah. but 
Yeah, <laughs> got off track there talking about the running back ADP. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Colts running backs, I think Marlon Mack's fine race going. Other guys, I think Naheem Hines is, like, a fine PPR guy. But, you know, he's more of, like, a later PPR pick than anything. I mean, that's, that's about what Naheem Hines is, right? Naheem Hines? Yeah, like a late-round PPR guy, pretty much. Um. Yeah, I mean... Let's see where where do I think he go? I think he's solid in terms of like maybe a flex option on a certain week. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he You're like, so even so in f- oh sorry that's happened like a full because I think I think full PBRs where like you can actually like be like oh any he minds is worth something. He's RB forty five in full PBR. I think that's definitely worth it. Yeah, forty five. Who's he, uh like who's he right around? Um. So ahead of him, there's Ito Smith, Dante Foreman, Jalen Samuels, Eckler, and then McKinnon and McCoy and like Brojo and all those guys. After him, keep on this is full PR just because that's where Hines is worth drafting. Is uh, Dion Lewis, Peyton Barber, Devin Singletary, Carlos Hyde. Wow, yeah, I would rather have Hines than virtually ha- like more than half the people you listed before his yeah. name. Because yeah, in half PPR, he's. After a lot of those guys, he is RB fifty one. That's kind of crazy, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty low. Yeah, I mean, I look at how he finished last year, though. Is the thing because I feel like he became less and less necessary last year as like they used Mac more. He got he got a lot of targets last year. I mean, he's still getting like a bunch of targets per game. The question is though, like, how much do we think those targets stick? I think because, they'll stick. I think they'll stick a little bit. So, I mean, I guess kind of moving, like, staying with him and moving two receivers, they added Funches and Campbell to the equation. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but his catches were a little bit different. Yeah, but, they're very short dump-off type of thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's going to lose that much value, even with the extra hands on deck there. I don't yeah. know. I guess you, I see him as sort of like the White... below Powell for them, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask if you see it as like a thing with James White where every time we're like, James White's going to lose catches, but he never does. Like, Exactly. No, exactly. Exactly like yeah, James White. Like but not to the thing. same degree because yeah. Brady fucking loves James White. Yeah. But... <laughs> but like, I think I do I do agree. Like, it could be a thing where like Naheem Hines' targets are Naheem Hines' targets, and that's that. Exactly. I think he's pretty safe for a, like a good floor. That's why I think it's a little weak that he's so low in the rankings. Yeah, like especially like, in PPR. He, yeah, he's he's PPR like in my opinion almost exclusive PPR because like even half PPR I don't know if I even want him as standard. I'm not worried about him. But, standard, not even yeah. Because <laughs> but half PPR is what I prefer the most, and there's a lot of people who do PPR too. So it, he's definitely worth it in full PPR for sure. But, with varying degrees as you lose mm-hmm, those yeah. points. <laughs> the more you get rewarded for him catching the ball, the better. That, exactly. <laughs> but um so speaking of other like all these other weapons, so they added Funchess, they added Campbell, they added that two T Y and Ebron mm-hmm. and you know Doyle and Ali Cox. Ali Cox. <laughs> so T Y is number one. Then what? <laughs> then uh, most likely, I think it's probably 
Funchess Ebron in terms of yardage because Ebron didn't get a shit ton of yardage. He was definitely like the touchdown guy. Yeah. So I was going to ask, like, do you think Funchess takes away that touchdown equity? How much do you think Jack Doyle matters? Like, what do you what are you on with that? I don't think Jack Doyle matters. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds so awful to say. No, I think we've, <laughs> Everybody we've been in agreement on like the Ebron Doyle thing in general. Like, yeah, I drafted him like half my leagues last year. I yeah. really wanted Ebron with luck. Yeah. I, yeah, Ebron could see a little bit of a drop, maybe just a couple touchdowns to go to Funchess. Because the thing is, like everyone will point to this. Doyle played more than Ebron, like when Doyle was not hurt. But mm-hmm. Ebron still kept producing. Like that's yep. the thing, and like there is the worry of okay, okay now that they've added Funches and Campbell, like will some of those touchdowns go away? Maybe, but like I mean, I Doyle's a definitely going to be better blocker than Ebron, but like Ebron's a better as long okay, as long as his hands aren't you know thrown. <laughs> like if if his hands are on that day, like if he if he like picked them up that day. Then you know, Hope dropped him again. If he, if he has his hands that day, then Ebron is a far better receiver than Jack Doyle. It's like his left hand is a North Pole magnet, and his right hand is also a North Pole <laughs> magnet. My hands are magnets. <laughs> he tries to put them together. They won't do it. <laughs> but um. <laughs> So yeah, as long as Ebron's hands are working that day, he's a lot better of a receiver than Doyle is. So like I, yeah, I I'm in agreement that Ebron is the starter and Doyle is the backup and blocking tight end who may get more snaps but won't produce yeah, as much. He'll still see time on the field because he's a good blocker. <laughs> but when they're passing, it's Ebron's turn. He's also a capable like receiver, but yeah, definitely. I don't think anyone's ever said world beater Jack Doyle. It's always been like, oh, like, crafty, book smart, like, gets it done. It's like typical, like, gym rat. It's typical, like, big, large, white, slow, tight end stuff you hear about Jack Doyle. Like, he's so. a real bruiser. That's the yeah. one you hear. He has, the, he has old man game, and he's not old. Like, <laughs> so, let me look up. How old is Jack Doyle, anyway? He is. 29. Oh, 29. Oh, he's older yeah. than I thought. So, he, ha- he hasn't ever hit 700 receiving yards or ever gotten more than five touchdowns mm-hmm. in a season. Just to add to that. Mm-hmm. In 2017, he got 108 targets, 80 catches, 690 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, that was from Brisket. Uh, Brisket also hyper-targeted him. 80 catches for how many yards? 690. But keep in mind, this was Jacoby Brissett Colts. Right. Okay. So he's never had a. Actually, no, he did. 2016 had a full season with Luck. And this that was his fourth season in the league. He had 75 targets, 59 receptions for 584 yards and five touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds fair again. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, it's decent. Yeah, a good amount of receptions, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him doing much more than, you know, that 2016 year. Right. Like, he's hit his ceiling. Yeah. Because that, that year they had Dwayne Allen as well and Jack Doyle. It was kind of like those two. Good, but, like, Luck likes his tight ends. Like, he likes throwing to big guys and, and T.Y. Like, that's kind of what we've seen. <laughs> so, like, he's got two fast guys and, like, a bunch of big guys now. Like, he's probably pretty content, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kobe Flaner, 
Rip. Rip. Because <laughs> Paris Campbell's big. super fast. How um how big is Paris Campbell? I knew this during the draft, but now I've forgotten. I thought he was like relatively big too, right? Six feet tall. Six foot two oh five. So he's you know, okay size, but he's fast as fuck. So Yeah. And he's they drafted him highly too, so that's worth noting as well. So Indeed. There's Paris and T Y are fast and then there's Ebron and Doyle and Funches to be big. So to be big. Mm-hmm. To, to yeah, he's big. got a great combination of big yeah. and fast. And also Mo Alleycox is also huge. Let's not forget him. He's the combination of the two. He's big and fast. He played basketball. So <laughs> he did. But um okay, so Don't TY's number one. Who after TY of all like of receivers and tight ends, who is the second most valuable fantasy option? After TY? Yeah. And luck. Yeah, oh yeah, I meant like of the like receivers and tight ends. Okay. Um I think it'll end up being Ebron with Funches right behind him in terms of fantasy. Yeah, I'm really I, like I think Funches gets more yards. I just think Ebron scores more and possibly has right around the same amount of receptions. So I think like fantasy wise it goes in favor of Ebron, though I think they're both really close. He had so many touchdowns last year. Yeah. He had a lot. Fourteen touchdowns, yep. And that's the thing though, like Ebron, I would say Ebron's like riskier, but he's a tight end, so there's that part too. And he has injury history, like and of course lack of performance. He's also Eric Ebron. (laughs) That's like worth noting. So like yeah, because like Devin Hunch people are like, oh he's just Devin Hunch, he sucks, but like he's also you know just kind of you know not had like like I'm not saying I don't, I don't, I think Cam Newton's fine, like I'd like Cam Newton, but like the Newton to Fungus connection wasn't like amazing or anything. Yeah, like Fungus had a good 2017 year and like had some signs last year, but he was also hurt some last year. Like so mm-hmm. Fungus is 2017, 11, 111 targets, 63 receptions. 840 yards, eight touchdowns. Like, yeah, I think he can definitely get those stats with luck. Oh, if not more. I compare to Funches. I compared somebody to Funches from the uh, like the yeah, wide receiver no. draft. But um, anyway, so like, I mean, okay, if luck's gonna pass for 4,500 yards, it's going to, you know, it's gonna go to Ty. It's gonna go to um, Funches and Ebron. Um. I know Chester Rogers is still there, but I don't know how much he matters. Yeah, so I think you get a thousand out of TY plus. Yeah, and I do he's, think he's you good get like thirteen hundred. I would say probably seven hundred and six hundred yards, respectively, for Funches and Ebron. Yeah, I would even him give the... him. Uh, I would. I would probably give Funches more than seven hundred. Okay. Because like, I mean, the, how much are the backs going to get too? Like, the backs are going to get like. 800 of it maybe i don't know a thousand of it right but like between those three you're roughly half of lux yardage yeah like i don't know what paris campbell's gonna end up doing his first year but like i think like i think 800 the eight the eight to 900 range is probably pretty accurate for funches like i think like 800 at eight is a very safe projection for funches mm-hmm. i think it's like i think it's like a like a safe like lower end probably like I think I think he won't go much. I don't know how much he'll go above that, but I don't think he'll go below that. I'm like right. I'm thinking right around like seven ninety for me. 
Yeah, like, but like, he, like he ha- he could be a thousand yard guy, like for sure. That's a possibility, and like, like it's like you said, Ebron's not gonna do that. But like, no, I don't I don't know the touchdowns are gonna spread, and so, hmm, it's just tough who I'd pick of the two just fantasy points. I mean, I would take Ebron because there's just not as many viable tight ends. Like, if you had to take yeah, that's, one at yeah, the same position, that's I would definitely thing, yeah. take Ebron. That's a good point. Tight ends a wasteland, so Ebron has that edge. Whereas receiver, he has a ton of receivers. So yeah, exactly. There's so many good receivers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not fooling with Jack Doyle personally. Miley Cox is obviously you know our guy, interesting to us, and he's a good, and they like him a lot around there. Like I said, I said to you the hype, uh, the hype thing I saw on him, which there's been a lot of hype on him, by the way. Yep. When there is a lot of hype from different sources, I take note of that. Like, when it's just, like, one thing over and over, it's like, eh, whatever. But, like, if it's just a coach saying something, whatever. But, like, if you get, like, five different beat reporters over the course of the offseason saying, like, all these things, like, positive about a player, it's worth noting. So, um, so, um, this is from Holder. I don't know his first name. His last time, like, it's a Colts beat reporter. He says that he never saw... Alicox drop a pass during offseason practice, and there's unbridled excitement at the Colts headquarters about his development. So, yep. So, well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's on the rise, baby. He's a dynasty guy because so 2019 is the last year of Ebron's contract. So, if they decide they don't want to keep him, it's it's time for Mo. <laughs> we need some Mo of those Alicox. Need some Mo Alicox. <laughs> We love him. He's so he's good too, man. Like last year, he was his rookie year. Tight ends very rarely are as successful as he was. Mm -hmm. Could you tell I was drinking earlier? No, success successful. Yeah, he was very successful last year. He was a rookie. I'm all about it. It was a super small like sample, but like because he. He had a couple of games because, like, when he, when he needed to fill in that week against Jacksonville, he and he caught a couple of touchdowns last year. But I mean, he's like he definitely showed promise, but he didn't do like a lot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. But um, okay, so um, so I I looked up Ebron on Spotrack and I forgot that LeBron is spelled L Ebron, and so I'm like I looked up Ebron, I said LeBron James, I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, Doyle and Ebron, their contracts like after this year, they're up. So, Mwah. so I mean that's a thing for like if if the Colts like Ali Cox a lot, like they're tied to no other tight ends on the roster for what it's worth. Yep. Which I could see happening. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I don't know if Ebron's going to be with the team very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have no clue what Ebron's going to do after this year, but. I mean, like I said, I want Ali Cox to have success. It is great for him and great for our podcast. <laughs> and it just really makes me happy. But, um, yes, should I should I do my Damien Williams right now or save that? Do it. All Let's right, so. Let's hear it. So, Damien Williams. Um, so, I think we're pretty good on the Colts and the, um, oh, before we do, Vaughn, what's, what's Hilton's ADP? Let me look. Oh, and we should probably do a little record real quick, how we think they'll actually. Oh, like, yeah. T.Y. is going as a wide receiver nine right now, which I think is pretty fair. I mean, he's he's pretty much always a wide receiver one as long as he's got luck. So, because he's going he's going ahead of Phelan and Keon Allen and Amari Cooper, which 
Keenan Allen, I don't know if I'd take ahead of, I don't know if I'd take Hilton or Allen, but I mean, it's a fair spot. Hilton or Keenan Allen? Yeah. I would take Hilton. It's a tough one for me. Ebron's going as tight end seven. Um, it's going Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, OJ, Ingram, Hunter, Henry, Eric Ebron, and then Cook and Joe Kumi Donald. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Where's Doyle going? No, like no, you... people, people aren't like yeah. Doyle is going after Dallas Goddard, so no one, no one wants Doyle. Yeah. Would you take uh, Ebron after Hunter Henry? That one's a tough one for me. That's what I was looking at. That was that's a hard one for me to pick. Just because, it's like he, yeah, uh, if he misses the season, but he is pretty damn good, and the Chargers look really good. Yeah, like Hunter Henry has been like absurdly efficient, like like. Gronk level efficiency. So, yep. I'm highly intrigued by Hunter Henry. So, I mean, yeah, I, um, I don't know what pick of those two. I think I'd go Henry slightly. It's close though. It's really close. Hunter Henry, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like if I want to take the chance on him, then I definitely do, just because I think he has a higher upside. Yeah, I th- I also think like. He's not Eric Ebron, so that's part. <laughs> like Ebron had a good year last year, but like we have to remember what happened in Detroit. So remember, like that happened. Those are some bad drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's just like keeping that in my head. Like Detroit happened. <laughs> we try to forget it, but it it's still there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Ebron is also still only 26. He came really. Into this, I thought he was 27. He wow. came up. He just turned 26 like in April. So yeah, he came into the league so young. So I mean, that's intriguing as well. Mm-hmm. But I do think at the very least Doyle's gone next year, and it's possible Ebron is too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on Mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hunter Henry is only 24. So. Yeah, it's like he's starting his career now. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by Hunter Henry a lot, a lot, a lot. He's really good. He finally gets no Antonio Gates too, because he's he had gone? A, yeah he's had Antonio Gates his whole career like with him. And yeah, Gates and Rivers now. does love Gates. Yeah, so that's gonna be. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to make like a really bad pun too. No. <laughs> But um, anyway, so I'm like, unless like that gate is per- like guarding him from making more kids. <laughs> <laughs> Rivers, you know, if he's not in the Hall of Fame for football, he's at least in the Hall of Fame for making kids. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best all time. He's in the Hall of Fame for not pulling out. <laughs> so speaking oh, of, week. um, week one, Colts at Chargers. Who you got? Wow. Keep in mind, whole field advantage for Chargers is nothing. So, Colts going to the Chargers. That's a tough one. I'm gonna give it to the Colts. It's, a, it's like a that's a toss up for me. Um, Colts at Titans. I think they'll beat the Titans. And then the next week they host the Falcons. I think I think they'll win that one if it's at home. Host they, the Raiders. I think they got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts at no Chiefs. going to Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be it. A loss there, probably. Yeah, give that to the Chiefs. Yeah, I still don't know Colts of Charge. It's a tough one. So, okay, I've got them at th- probably three wins there. 
hosting the Texans. That's a. I I, I always, I'm gonna split them with the Texans. Okay. Like I'm gonna sp- like split their home road with the Texans probably. Yeah, yeah, I follow. So like this one, just I would say I'll give it to them just because it's at home. Yeah. So I've got for me, I've got four. I think they'll be the Broncos. It's five at Steelers. That's never easy. No, but I think they could do it. Yeah, I'm I'm just counting sure ones, but like like, like from like that, I think they'll definitely win. Dol- they'll beat the Dolphins at home. Um, yeah, they'll beat the Jags at home, I assume. So I've got the C. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'll have them lose at the Texans. Mm-hmm. I think they'll beat the Titans again. Mm-hmm. Eight. I think they'll go beat the Bucks. That's nine. At the Saints, mm. hosting the Panthers, I, th- I think they can win that one. Ten, and then at the Jags. I mean, we we both think the Jags are going to be bad, right? Yeah. So eleven, and then it, there's a couple toss-ups in there too that I didn't count. So like at the Saints, at the Texans, and at the Chiefs. Those are those are the only three that I'm like they'll <coughs> like. Those are the three hardest. At the Chargers, I, that could easily be a loss, and at the Steelers could be a loss. So, like, mm-hmm. 11 and 5 is probably, like, a good, safe estimate. That's what my uh, preseason prediction was, 11 and yeah. 5 win the division. So, I mean, yeah, like, they're going to be a good team. There's no, like, they were they were good last year, and they got better. <laughs> yeah. So, they will continue to be a good team, I believe. So Your logic is sound. Mm-hmm. But um, that always helps. Okay, so Damien yeah. Williams, let me take a drink of water before I go on this rant. <clears throat> He's got to gear up and hydrate. All right, so you first going have to be convinced. That, <laughs> <laughs> you first have to be convinced that Damien Williams is good. Okay, that's part of it. Whether or not you think he's good or not matters some, because like, if you think he's good, you think his world's safer. But if you don't think he's good. Because where I'm at, I don't think he's anything special. I don't think his roles are safe. I think I, I personally like. Okay, so Carlos Hyde did have like a rough year last year. The Browns were trash right up until he got traded because, like, of the huge action Todd Haley debacle. So he got traded as the Browns turned around. I don't think that was that's not that wasn't because of him leaving. That was just the coaching changes and everything. And then and also Nick Chubb is better. Like I, I love Nick Chubb, of course. But, like, it made me sad that Hyde was, you know, getting the shaft. And then he went to a Jacksonville team that was super injured. The line was bad. I think, like, they just didn't even care, I think. <laughs> like, like Fournette was already there. Like, I don't know why they traded for Hyde. That made zero sense to me. Like, I mean, I did not understand that one bit. Uh, maybe it was just fear of injury. They wanted another guy there. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm looking back at Carlos Hyde again here, like, like his weeks with Jacksonville. Because he, I don't, he didn't do much those weeks just because bad team, bad line at that point in the year because of injuries and everything. So, I mean, I was expected. So he got some carries in Jacksonville. I mean, yeah, they, they, they barely used him. Like he got, he got some attempts, but he got. Double digit attempts three times, and it was 10, 13, and 10. Like, trash team. Like, I don't know. Like, Jacksonville is a dumpster fire. Like, we can. He was on a dumpster fire. He was on first half Cleveland and second half Jacksonville. Like, right, can we agree that was just a dumpster fire? Yeah, he got the Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. 
And then, and yeah. then the fucking decimation of the Jags. Yeah, so they collapsed into yeah, nothing. But like, thing is, he was fantasy productive. Like when he was with Cleveland, though, at least. Like, so he he was getting touchdowns his first few weeks. He was getting a ton of carries. Um, and they, they traded him. So bye bye. Yeah. Um. So people think Carlos had like done for. Like, there's literally no reason to think he's just done for. Like. I don't think he got hurt. Like, did he get hurt? Maybe I don't believe so. I'm not aware of him getting hurt. If so, if, if anything wasn't major, like, so he's healthy. And then he's with Andy Reid, so I mean, good offense. He's got Patrick Mahomes True. there, and I don't think Andy Reid's gonna not play the best guy. And so he is they, very loyal to his players, but he'll put the best person in. Yeah, I mean, well, because we all thought it was Spencer Ware last year. And then he got hurt, Damian Williams came in, and then when Ware came back, it was still Damian Williams. We're like, okay. We thought Andy Reid like, liked Ware because he'd been using Spencer Ware a ton like, previously. Like, he was the, the guy when Hunt was there who like, came in to like, pass block and stuff. He, like, he, liked, he likes Ware, but it's Ware's true. gone now. So, I mean, and like, they drafted Darren Thompson, who like, we, I, I like, did you like, did you like Darren Thompson? I did. Yeah. But, I, like, not enough to take him. No, yeah, I don't, I don't, he's, I don't think he's gonna ever take Darwin Thompson or anything. I just think that like Damian Williams is nowhere near safe. Okay, so that's basically what you're saying, because you're like with the perspective that he isn't very good, and it's mostly the system, and yeah, like, he, his he, job he, is not safe there. He is a product of the Chiefs system through and through, hundred percent. That's my firm stand. We saw him not be a workhorse ever in his career. We saw him be trash in Miami, which I mean, okay, it's Miami, whatever. He's going as the RB thirteen, ahead of Fournette, um, ahead of Jones, ahead of Freeman. I mean, ahead of Derrick Henry. So I mean, that's a lot. That's putting a lot on it. He's he's a second. He's a second round guy. So going overall, running backs aside, he is going. Okay, so he's pretty much one at the turn. He's going. Right around Keenan out, he's going right out where Keenan Allen and Fournette and Cooper are. Wow! And like he's going ahead of AJ Green. He's going ahead of AJ Green. Yes. Wow. So, like that's a lot of the like AJ Green's going too late in general, but I don't know. I think that's kind of absurd. Like Keenan Allen's going just ahead of him by like point three in ADP. Like, that's nuts. People yeah. are way too high on him, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, I get okay. The upside is huge, but like, the upside is huge on Will Fuller, who's pick eighty, or you know, Rashad Penny. Like, he's got big upside. Like, I mean, Mikael Hardman has big upside. Like, mm-hmm. but these are guys going way later. Heck, even you know, Mike Williams and Dave Montgomery have huge upside, but they're going yeah. like later. Like, I don't think this the second round and, like, the third round, like, that turn there. Like, that's not the time to be picking for, like, swing for the fences upside. Because, like, it could go terribly wrong. So let me, let me take you down memory lane here with this. So, do you remember Alex Collins? Do you remember oh, yeah. Ty Montgomery? Do you remember Thomas Rawls? All of them. So, <laughs> Thomas Rawls, I think it was for 2016... He was like going like in the top five rounds. He came out of nowhere. He was a bust. Ty Montgomery, we know this story. We've I think we talked about Ty Montgomery. He's recent enough that we remember him blowing up. 
and then getting picked like third, fourth round, starting the season strong, and then doing nothing. He's the only team on team. Remember Alex Collins? <laughs> I like... <laughs> There, there was one week I trusted Alex Collins and he shat on my face and I hated his guts. <laughs> never but, trusted him again. No, but like I was never on board with Alex Collins for all of these same reasons. Now, yeah, like I made it like I like the Chiefs' offense is superb and Andy Reid is a genius. So, like Williams has that going for him, but like I have a list of a bunch of guys who, um over the last few years who who finished the year the last three weeks so weeks 14 through 17 they were top 24 running backs but like the rest the early the rest of the year they were not so weeks 1 through 13 they were not top 24 but weeks 14 through 17 they were so this is where like um Damian Williams is kind of falling in that boat just to find guys who like finish super strong which actually I'm not I don't even know if Damian Williams finished in the top 24 total or not but anyway uh this is just to show guys who blow up at the end of the year then that word on the team the start of the year which damian Williams qualifies as he no one gave a shit about him to start the year exactly. and then he won people leagues so um i'll start most recently so we have um we've got Dion lewis so this is um 20 i think i have this as 2017 and then like 2018 so 2017 um, Deion Lewis was number three running back weeks uh, 14 through 17. This is this is all for half PBR. He was drafted um, in the fifth round and finishes the art and fin- only finishes the RB 30. So that's probably not ideal. Um, no. Kenyon Drake was drafted near the end of the third, finishes RB 18. Okay. Again, Alex Collins, who we said third rounder RB 41. That was bad. Jamal Williams. Remember him? He was sixth rounder, early sixth, was RB forty three. So, a lot of wastes, I'd say. The yeah. only guy who actually outperformed his ADP was actually Kenyon Drake. He was taking his RB nineteen and finished his RB eighteen. <laughs> so, but everyone else finished below like what RB they were taken as. So, and then the previous year, um, we so we had Timo. He was drafted. Early fourth, late third, as RB nineteen finishes RB fifty. Um, and then there's also Rob Kelly. He was being drafted as like a late eight rounder, <laughs> but he fat Rob. Nothing. And then um, there were his made that previous year, like Blau Powell. Like he finished pretty much where he's being picked, but he was a six round pick, but was only RB twenty six. So you're like, eh, you know, up and down with him. But I mean, Timo and Ox Collins are the examples, and like got like guys who you spend high picks on that came out of nowhere don't usually outperform their ADP. Like uh, that just, that's, that does it. That ha- doesn't happen really much. That's like, that's a lot of why I guess there's nothing sh- like saying Damian Williams will repeat this because of what he's done in the past. Like he's got no past to go off of. Exactly. He's, he's like, he's never been a workhorse back in college or the NFL. He's not, he's not a workhorse. So, yeah, I mean, I remember him in Miami. I like still very vivid in my like, brain how people mediocre. were like calling this man just like the worst running back like ever. Like, the like, people were like putting him on Amir Abdul, like Amir Abdullah's level of being so bad. Like, yeah. And so, like, all of a sudden now he's good. 
No, like, he's a product of the system. Like, I, I get it was, like, worst to best as far as, like, snares to be in, but he's, like, it's just, I, he shouldn't be going ahead of AJ Green. I No, that's, like, that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. He never, let's see, um, I'm trying to think. So, in his career, his career high in rushing attempts is 13. Um, he hit 20 touches once. That was he in Seattle. He got 13 carries and seven catches um, against Seattle last year. So yeah, he's never hit. He's never gone over 20 touches. He's never hit. He's never gotten more than 13 rushes. Hmm. Um, like he's not a like, not, like things change, but truly, he has he has no draft capital. His contract is basically nothing. Like, so let me look up his contract. But like, so people are like, oh, they signed him to a new contract. Like, they are committed to him, right? Like, they extended him at the end of the year, right? But <laughs> so, it's a million dead cap is the hit. That's it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, he's already twenty-seven as well. Yes. So I mean, I'm just going through more of this. So you're telling me this. This running back here who was undrafted. <laughs> which I mean, okay, draft capital at a certain point doesn't doesn't matter. We can, you know, talk about draft capital in a separate discussion. But oops, my thing's being dumb. Hold on, I'm trying to look up Damian Williams, but this is right, Damian. Like he he's my Jarrett McKinnon this year. Like <laughs> I gotcha. So last year so he's gonna be in his sixth season, he's gonna be twenty seven. Um, you know, undrafted out of Oklahoma. I mean, like, I don't he he has seven hundred thirty three career rushing yards, eight hundred ninety three career receiving yards. I mean, like, I feel like if he was like good, we would know by now. Like, we would have known before the end of last year that he was good, right? I mean, yeah, people don't usually blow up like when they're twenty six, like, like oh, after like, having been in the league for four years. Like, tell me all about this fifth year running back breakout, like. Like that's not something that's not a thing. Like fifth year running back breakout isn't like a, a thing. It's it's something that journeymen get lucky with by getting into a good system. I mean, that <laughs> is that accurate? Like Yeah, I like I guess I I wasn't like ever planning on going after Damian Williams, but now after this, I'm like absolutely a hundred percent definitely not. Because I mean <laughs> you're you're drafting him at a, at a ceiling, I imagine, like Okay, what? Okay, let's go. I'm gonna go through these guys again. Like the like the running backs. Like his ceiling is pretty high. I don't I don't think his his ceiling's not like the RB one. Some people are saying that. I think that's overblown. Because he has a high ceiling for sure. Because yeah. he's you know Andy Reid's quarter or running back. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna get enough work to be top five <clears throat> level guy. Um, thinking, I mean, he could be a like he can be a top ten guy at, like in a ceiling, mm-hmm. but. But there's a drop off, you know. After your top five or so, then there's yeah. a drop off. Like, and we're saying he's not in that top five, and people are drafting him like he is. Yeah, I think so. Like, <laughs> there's Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey. That's like the top four group. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to reach them. He's not getting. He's not he, like. I don't know what people are projecting, but like, he's not going to get a workhorse touch load. Like, I get he can be super efficient with the touches because Andy Reid offense, like, he could get a lot of touchdowns. 
Like we t- like he could be like the Marion Barber thing where he just it's stupid amount of touchdowns. Like like Ebron, like he could just get a touchdown every single week, and we're all just like, what the fuck? Like yeah, like that is a possibility. But like these top running backs, like like Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, like I, he's not, I don't think he's going to reach those six just because those six guys get the ball so much. After that, you know, I have no clue what Le'Veon Bell will be with the Jets. No clue. Um, James Conner for the best. Like James Conner with Pittsburgh, like I think he's a workhorse, but like I, I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure. I like Mixon a lot actually this year. Gurley, we have no fucking clue with his knee. Nick Chubb, you be no okay. We know how I feel about Nick Chubb. Um, Dalvin Cook is a mixed bag because of injury, but he's really good. While uh, healthy, he, on him. while healthy, Dalvin Cook is a workhorse, but that's you know like the ticking time bomb. They did get a new center, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It helps with this. You've got a good backup in Madison, but okay. So I think his ceiling is going to be RB seven, RB six maybe. Who would be six? So my, I'm going to say that like Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey, Gordon, and I'm going to say David Johnson as well. Oh, for sure. Just because those six, and depending how you want to put the rest of like Bell, Connor, Gurley, Mixon, Chubb, whatever. But like those first six guys are like true workhorses, and so and like I don't think the Cardinals are going to be a complete dumpster fire again. So like I don't see Damian Williams reaching them just because of even no matter how efficient he is, I don't think he's going to get enough work to like reach those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, just RB so RB seven is a ceiling right now, like absolute ceiling. That's that's what I'm going to say. Like. Yeah, he could be RB1, like the top running back. But, like, realistically, I think, like, his realist, realistic highest range is probably right for those six guys. Which, if he is that and you get him in the second round, like, then you've got a guy at the end of the second who has, you know, first round value. Like, that's worth it. But, I mean, I think it, if he plays the whole se- if he if he's the guy, like, like that the whole season, then, I mean, he's definitely, like, borderline RB1 type of guy. But the floor is so low. The floor is he's cut. Like yes, the floor is it gets an Alex Collins, Ty Montgomery situation with him. That's like my that's my biggest issue. If he was like a fourth rounder, I wouldn't be near like like end of fourth, like somewhere in the fifth. I wouldn't be nearly as like against this. But yeah, <laughs> but he's not. He's really being out. taken up before AJ Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like so, Leonard Fournette and Damian Williams, like okay, like Leonard Fournette has a lot of like a lot of risk. Marlon Mack, okay, like I think I think Aaron Jones, I would take over Damian Williams. I think I feel safe with that. Aaron and, Jones, yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like the thing, with, like with Damian Williams, like the running backs going after him, like there's enough where he could be like okay, like okay, so like Fournette, Mack, Jones, Henry, Freeman, Michelle, Jacobs, like all those guys, I could see you having like gripes with and wanting Damian Williams over. But but it's just okay. Keenan Allen's going right before him, so if I'm faced with Keenan Allen or Damian Williams, that's easy Damian Williams. Or sorry, sorry, easy not Damian, it's easy Keenan Allen. Right? Yes. So yeah, then easy AJ Green for me. Yes. Yes. Now um let's see. What about Patrick Mahomes? For there, I'd probably just go neither there, but I'll like to like so for Nat or Williams. What about that? 
Fournette or Williams? Yeah. Fournette has a lot of risks. That's a tough one. I know. I I never draft Leonard Fournette. What about Amari Cooper or Damian Williams? I would take Amari Cooper. Yep. What about Marlon Mack? See, Mack and Williams are similar to me. Yeah, no, they are. I think just because I don't think either is particularly that great, but like if I had to pick one, yeah. But like I'm so high on the Colts. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what about what about Derrick Henry? Damian Williams or Derrick Henry? That's a like workload. Yeah, that's like the line. Off- that's like the workload versus offense like dilemma. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you want? 20 touches on the Titans or like 15 touches on the Chiefs. Like, mm. I mean, um, I think Deion Lewis's time is coming up, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even full with Lewis. What about so Aaron Jones or Damian Williams? I have Aaron Jones. Definitely Jones. Um, uh, I would take Aaron Jones above all of that. What, what about what about Diggs? I would at this point like our running back is like more valuable to me than yeah. wide receiver. Most what about, what about Devonta Freeman here? Freeman. Oh, well, I definitely would take Devontae Freeman. Same. What about Sony Michelle? Damian Williams, probably. Yeah, that one's close for me. I just, I have no idea what the Patriots' backfield, and they just got another really good running back uh-huh. in this draft. Uh, then last <laughs> also one. Damian. Um, actually, it's Steve Moore. Uh, carry on Johnson. For me, I think I'd go Damian <laughs> Williams finally there because Lions are. St- Chiefs, that's enough of a gap. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. However, I I think carry on I think the Lions are gonna try to run a shit ton, so mm, that'd be good. But um and then last one, Brandon Cooks or Damian Williams. Uh Damian Williams. See, I would go Brandon Cooks there. Would you? Just because I I love Brandon Cooks a lot. <laughs> I think he's criminally underrated. Yeah, but they're getting Cooper Cup back. Yeah, I mean, Brandon like Brandon Cooks is like a thousand yard guy everywhere. He is. Like, uh, there's nothing wrong with Cooks. I'm just more of like a, I'm going to take a running back. Yeah, at that I position. get you. I get you. Yeah, but I can get better wide receivers later. Not better, but good ones. Whereas I can't get decent running backs mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for me, Damian Williams is just so risky for that point too, and like. <laughs> Like back a little bit back here, and like there are there are going to be people who take him ahead of where he's going too. Like, so the guys right ahead of Damian Williams are Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Adam Thielen, Hilton, Ertz, Evans, Cook, and Chubb. Like all the guys ahead of him, I a hundred percent do want instead of him. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be people who take Damian Williams over Ty and Keenan Allen. He's just not somebody I'm like looking to draft unless he falls really far. Yeah. Like if he <laughs> if if it's the fourth round, and he's there, I would consider it. Yep. But like I'm like I'm negative Nancy on this one, so. I think with pretty good reason. Yeah, like there's. That's there's like, there's nothing there. to say like, he is going to do it again. Like there's literally no reason like aside from the Chiefs have a good offense, but like it could be anyone else there who does it. Like, that's the problem. Also, nobody wants to talk about the fact that the Chiefs could have a serious offensive regression from 50 touchdowns last year. Yeah. Like, just for Mahomes. And th- I know they lost... Um, did they lose a lineman? I'm trying to remember. But... They lost a lot of defense. 
<laughs> but um, let me go back here. But yeah, also, didn't like that Damien Williams just touchdowns last year. Hold on, because he got a buttload of touchdowns. That was like why he won everyone in these leagues. Is there any uh, update on Tyreek while we're on no. the Chiefs? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. He's been cut from the Chiefs, right? No. It's okay, so he is still with them. Yeah, they're just kind of waiting. So, like, if no verdict is reached, he's probably going to stay with them. Yeah. Which is what it's looking like. It's looking like he'll Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to keep him, but he's going to suspend it. I just don't know how long. But Right. So, over the last four weeks, Damien Williams had... Let, let's take a look. So, he had one, two, three, four rushing touchdowns. And so, he had ten touchdowns in total over the last four weeks. Wow. So, like... <laughs> that's a lot of touchdowns. That's absurd. Yeah. You don't think it's going to regress a little bit, people? Yeah, I mean... 10 like in he four might, weeks. Like, he might get 10 all year. He Like, he could get 10, or he could get 12 on the year, I could say. But, like, people are, like, are enamored with this absurd pace he was on, where he was getting three touchdowns, four touchdowns, 100 yards and a touchdown, like two touchdowns like <laughs> to think he was just on an absurd pace because of the offense but like there's it's just there's like how many times have we seen like a running back come out of nowhere and like be a playoff savior and then do nothing ever ever again so many times yeah and then get overdrafted and be a bust like he's not as good as kareem hunt like that like i think people are yeah. expecting him to be as good as kareem yeah like he's like Andy Reid likes to have a workhorse, but like Damian Williams is not a workhorse. So like I think like Carlos Hyde is going to get his shots, his chance to like be, you know, super useful. That'd be cool. I hope yeah. that happens. It's just a matter of if you think he's good, then okay. There's the workload. There's you know, the touchdown regression. If you think he's not good, which is where I lean, um, then you've got the competition along with all those things. So yeah, I'm not a fan, not a fan. He says, no, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a stand on this one. I think he's going to be the, the bust, the Jarek McKinnon of 20. Yeah, I, th- I think he's kind of a popular bust pick. Cause he's a polarizing pick. He's like a guy who could easily fuck up. I haven't read a whole lot on him. I've just been seeing him getting drafted super high and I'm like, Whoa, take it he's easy. He's just like, He's not, and he's not, he's not anything special. Like the the, the the like the guys you take this high, like are like special players. Like you look at these guys play football, and you say, "Wow, that's a really good football player." Like I don't do that with Damian Williams. Like is he is he a solid? Like does he have good receiving chops? And like is he good around the end zone? Like those those are his strengths. Yeah, so that's why like he could end up still being relevant. But like I don't. He's not a workhorse. He's not like like Leonard Fournette is a better running back. Like Mamari Cooper, AJ Green, like this guy's are really good at football. Like Derrick Henry, like we've seen him be pretty good. Like oh hey Aaron Jones and Diggs, like you guys are really good at football. Like these are guys who like I know are good and like aren't gonna just like get fucked randomly if like they're not good. Like Damian Williams, like his job's not safe. Like I know what's like what's his name? Like I think Pianami came out and said like Damian Williams is our guy, but like. If if it's week three and he's not that great and Carlos Hyde is better, like like 
when you take guys in the top four rounds, they're 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 safe. Like their jobs are safe. Like they they bust because of injury usually, or the team is just trash. Like that's usually it, right? Yeah. Which if uh, Reed does like having a workhorse and Damian Harris can't fulfill it. Yeah, like Damian. So Damian Williams has like the he. There, I mean, everyone can get injured or anything, but like he also has the can lose job because of not being good risk, which the other top 40, 50 guys don't have. Okay. I like, like I, I see your point. I like it. I mean, if you I, look at these top 40 guys, like on ADP, you know, up to top 50, depending where you want to, how deep you want to go. Like at, at any point in these guys' careers, like, I mean, some people, okay, top 30, I'll say even, because like some people think Marlon McIndary, Henry, because I think Marlon Mack's just kind of, you know, fine. I, I think Derrick Henry gets a little unfair treatment, but like, have people ever said that Devonta Freeman's a bad player? Like, do, have people ever trashed Keenan Allen or like said that like, you know, Robert Woods is shit or like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going? I mean, okay, but like, you get my point here. Like, people said Damian Williams was trash, like, legitimately. Like, they weren't like, oh, he's in a bad situation. It was. Oh, Kenny and Drake's in this bad situation. He's good. Why is Damian Williams getting the ball? Like, that is what we all said. And now we're putting a second, third-round pick on this guy just because <laughs> Andy Reid turned him into a fantasy god for four weeks. Like, fucking no. <laughs> so. I like it. Take a stand. I just, I, It's just not worth the risk. Like, I don't see it working. Like, <laughs> he's not good enough of a player to merit this pick. Is my general point on this, but um, anyway, thank you all for tuning in here. Um, next time we'll probably go over some other teams. Maybe go through some more news and stuff. Um, trade. When is when is training camp start? Training camp. When does it start? Is it July? Yeah, like late July. We have training camp in a month. I say, I love when training camp ends. That's when we're like, it's football time. Yes. Yeah, so Did really... all the people playing? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's when most people start caring about football again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you get to see all of the people that people have been speculating about for so mm-hmm. long, and see if they're actually doing all right when yeah. they go into practice. Yeah, that's the time. That's also the time of year that like more casual fantasy players, like people who don't make podcasts about it and play Dynasty, start paying more attention <laughs> to it. But I think I'm gonna go grab one of the, like. So I've been trying a bunch. This is about beer, so I think it'd be okay with this part. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've been. I don't like beer that much, but like I do like sour beers and like ghosts or whatever you call them. So I've been Those trying, are cool. yeah, I've been trying some different stuff. There's this Anderson Valley that's pretty good. There was a Frame Boys Rose and some Briny Melon one. They were good. Have you had Sour Monkey? I have not. Uh, if you like sour beers, absolutely try Sour Monkey because Golden Monkey makes a great uh, Belgian triple, and then they have this one called Sour Monkey that's like uh, it's like a 10% beer. It is strong. Mm. You cannot taste it. It tastes like fucking a Green Apple Jolly Rancher. So, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I see the picture. I did not see this at Kroger because I would have definitely noticed it. <laughs> but, um, I tried one yesterday. It was like so I had a pig on it. It was like more line or something. I don't know. It was like mm. strawberry banana or something. It was kind of interesting. It tasted like cleaning product. Oh, <laughs> it was not good. So I'm gonna go try one. I'll keep you updated on it. But um, oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. You gonna go unwind with some wine? <laughs> I might. I was uh having some drinks earlier. <laughs> what were you sipping on? Oh, I had some. Uh, what was it? Raspberry oh, lemonade, what? like 
And those frozen things or whatever. Frozen drink, man. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Nice, it was like nice. one of like, you know, a pina colada, but just tasted like alcoholic lemonade. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And some beach drinks. I want some beach drinks. Yeah. But, well, I'll be in Florida next week, so hopefully I can send you some beach drinks. Oh, I'm, I'm going the first week of July. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm going to be in Jacksonville and get those Bortles jerseys. Oh, I'm there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm also, I think I'm going to fly into Jacksonville next. See if you can find Bortles. <laughs> Bortles on discount. Yeah, but um, bargain Bortles. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll be back probably in a couple weeks, probably, you know, Sometime in July, we'll be back in a few weeks with another pod. I'll, maybe I won't be as heated about Davian Williams. We'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll be more heated. Maybe more. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Sorry, I'm excited. Guys. I'm excited. <laughs> it says bullshit. <laughs> Damien, that's the devil's name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope you all have a good one. Thanks, guys.